Welcome back, listeners, to the Life We Deserve podcast. I took a little two-week summer hiatus. I hope you missed me, and I also hope you are having the most fantastic summer of your life, doing all of the fun things that you wanted to do. For us, we are already back to school, but the weather is still full summer, so make the most of your weekends with your family. In this episode, the final episode of our six-part series, I want to talk about the multifamily mogul. That is the wealthy investor archetype that I think of as the pinnacle, kind of like going pro. When you start investing in multifamily real estate, you have really elevated to one of the highest levels as a real estate investor. It is the end goal for a lot of real estate investors to build up a portfolio of multifamily units. Some people still like to have a mix of other types of property, land, commercial, single family homes, but multifamily is like the pinnacle. And there's a reason for that. The reason is the amount of money that you make, it's simple math. When you have a single family home, let's say that your mortgage payment on that single family home is $1,500 a month and you're able to rent it out for $2,500 a month and you're making $1,000 a month profit, which is a healthy profit. If you take that same idea and multiply it in a fourplex, then you are buying your fourplex. Maybe your mortgage payment is now $3,500 a month, but you're getting $2,500 per door if those units are big enough for 2000 per door for a total of $8,000 a month in income. So the amount of money that you make per door is usually higher on a multifamily property than it is on a single family property. And for that reason, investors love multifamily. What can you do with a multifamily? You can rent it out traditional, sure. But some people, if you buy it in a popular destination, they could become a short-term rental queen renting out all of the units in their multifamily property. So imagine if you had a six-unit apartment building within a few blocks from a beach anywhere in the world, you could rent each of those out as Airbnb, or you could even do a mix of long-term tenants enough to cover your mortgage payment so you never have to worry about vacancies with your short-term rental, and then rent out the other units as short-term rental. And with that mix, you have both steady income that's a little bit more reliable, plus that increased income that you get from short-term rentals, which we talked about in the last episode. If you haven't listened to the other episodes of this series, I highly recommend them. I go through all of the different archetypes that we cover inside my course. So we talk about being a lady landlord. We talk about a fabulous flipper. We talk about the hustle wholesaler, the short-term rental queen. And now we're talking about multifamily mogul. So you could do B&B with it. You can do regular landlording with it. You can also do what I call house hacking, which I talked about in the lady landlord episode. House hacking is where you live in one of the units. Why would you want to do this? Why would you want to buy a multi-unit and live in it? First of all, if you're already living in an apartment, then there's no reason not to live in one that you own. And if you're young and just getting started in real estate and don't mind living in an apartment instead of a single family home, then I recommend it because this, why is this such a great strategy? Number one, you can end up living rent free. If you're already renting and you can rent out the other units at a profit or break even, then you're saving yourself a housing cost, which is a huge benefit towards your financial future. 
But number two actually has to do with how you finance the property. So if you're buying a two to four unit property, a duplex, a triplex, or a threeplex, or a fourplex, then living in one of the units, it's an owner-occupying purchase, which means that you can put a minimum down payment. When you're buying investment property, you often need to put 20 percent down or more. But when you're buying to live in, you can do FHA or a conservative conventional loan. And those loans have down payments of three to three and a half percent. And in some cases, 100% financing, depending on the kind of lender you go to. So what does that mean? That means no down payment. If you're buying a $400,000 duplex, your three and a half percent down is only what, 12, 13, $14,000 plus closing cost. I mean, it's not a lot of money to get into the property. And so when you're just getting started as an investor and you don't have a ton of money to put down, this could be the way that you can actually start earning a cash flow rental property by buying it to live in it. Doesn't mean that down the road, a few years from now, you can't move out and buy yourself a house off those profits. But in order to get that upfront owner occupancy financing, which means low down payment and also a lower interest rate. Um, Investors pay slightly higher interest rates. So that's house hacking with a multifamily. The other thing you want to know about multifamily is you can buy both residential and commercial. What is the difference between residential and commercial, Remy? Well, I'm so glad that you asked. Residential is like houses, right? So when you go to finance residential property, you're dealing with mortgage lenders that specialize in residential loans. If the property is more than four units, so once it's bigger than a fourplex, it's considered commercial. Commercial real estate, you think of as a strip mall. It's retail, it's offices, it's industrial, it's anything that is commercial, that they're making money off of it. So the way that banks look at it is if you're buying something that's anything more than five units, then you're not buying a house or houses, you're buying a business because it is a cash producing business. So then it is considered commercial and it's a completely different group of lenders and loans that you're looking at with commercial real estate. Doesn't mean it's bad. Actually, for some people, commercial financing is fantastic because it's not based on your income. Now, if you are a business owner or an entrepreneur like I am, you know one of the things that we try to do as entrepreneurs is maximize our tax deductions. So many, many mid-level entrepreneurs, maybe they make 100K a year to 200K a year, they bring in good money. But when a good tax professional has done their job right, they're taking a ton of deductions. And when you qualify for a residential mortgage, you're using the income after the deductions, your net income to qualify. So let's say you've got a business and you're making $150,000 to $200,000 a year in your business. You might only claim fifty dollars or $60,000 per year as net income on your taxes. And that's the number they're using to qualify. So when you go out and you want to buy a fancy big apartment, a fourplex for a million dollars, like one of my clients is doing right now, yeah, your self-employment income after deductions is not going to be enough to qualify. In a commercial loan, they look at that purchase like it's a business. So they look at the cash flow of the property over the mortgage payment. So for example, let's say you've got a loan payment of $5,000 a month and you're buying a four unit or five unit property and the income on that property is going to be, let's say, $10,000 a month. So you're making $5,000 a month in profit. So that is going to even out against that mortgage payment. Now, they probably wouldn't do that deal. You probably need a little bit more profit than that. They want to see that your monthly profit is really 
about double. Well, maybe they would do that deal, but it's about double of your rental income or at least significantly over the rental income. Talk to a commercial lender about that. Obviously, I'm not the expert on the specifics, but I can definitely guide you on who to talk to, what kind of questions to ask. That's all stuff we cover inside of my coaching programs. So commercial real estate, it's a business. They want to see what does it cost you to own this property? What's your mortgage payment? What's your tax? What's your insurance? What's your maintenance cost? Your property management costs. They even look at the vacancy factor for your building. Like how often will you have tenant turnover? And if it's a good purchase and they see that you're making money, they don't care about your personal income because you're buying an income producing asset. And that asset is what they're financing. So that's how commercial loans work versus residential loans, where they look at your personal income to qualify. So now that we've talked about the kind of boring part, why is this the end goal for most real estate investors? One of the things that real estate investors understand when they are investing a multifamily property is they're looking for the upside. The upside is the potential to take how profitable that property is right now and make it even more profitable in the future. Some of that could just be as simple as renovation, right? So if you buy a property that needs work and you update the units, obviously a beautiful remodeled apartment, you can charge more rent for it than you could for rundown, dated property that needs work. So there's that kind of upside. The other kind of upside is if you've got a large property, let's say we're talking 16 units, 20 units, 30 units, big apartment buildings. If all of those units are rented at below market value and over time tenants turn over, that meaning that they move out and new tenants move in, and whenever that happens, you're able to update the rent and bring it closer to the current market rent. So when you've got a long-term tenant, they're not paying very much, eventually they move out and the new tenant comes in, you're able to charge closer to the market rent and calculating what the potential rental increase is over, let's say 10 years is considered the upside. So you can figure out how much more profitable you can make a building. Why would you want to buy a rundown building with below market rents? It's very similar to flipping right? You buy a rundown house, you fix it up, and then you sell it. When you buy a multi-unit property and you renovate it, you make it more valuable, and you bring in new tenants as the old tenants leave. I'm not for kicking tenants out, by the way. We like affordable housing, so I do not kick out tenants that have low-paying rent. But when you do that, when you bring the overall profitability of the building up, you can then turn around and sell it at a profit the same way you would when you're flipping houses. Now, when you get into really big, expensive complexes, like 16, 20, 30 unit apartment complexes, it's hard to do all of that on your own, right? You might be listening to this going, Remy, I am not a millionaire yet, so I'm not going to be able to just buy a 16 unit apartment building yet. Rich people have a secret. And that secret is called club syndication. I know many of you, if you're not really into real estate investing, may not have heard that term before. Club syndication is basically group investing. So a bunch of people get together, everybody puts in a certain amount of money towards this large investment, and you have someone who manages the investment. For those of you who are financially savvy and know what I'm talking about, yes, I'm talking about this in very simple language. Yes, there are a lot of complexities to club syndication, but I really want people to understand these kind of secrets of the rich that people don't all know. 
So let's say you come in with 50,000, 100,000, 200,000 into the club syndication. That's your investment. The manager is going to oversee the renovation of the building, the renovation of the units, turning it over. During that time, they're also going to be collecting rent the entire time and then kind of renovating the units as they go. And you're getting a, a dividend. You're getting a payment back on your initial investment from those rents. So if you were at 10%, it was a $2 million building and you came in at 200000 and you're getting 10% of the profits of that building every single month, whatever those profits are. Then within usually three to five years, they're done. They've renovated the entire building. They've increased the value of the units and therefore increased the rental income for that building. And when it's all kind of optimized, then they sell it. So it's very much like flipping a house. They're selling an apartment complex that they renovated and now they're flipping it. And the profits of that come back to you. If you came in as a 10% investor, 10% of those profits in a good situation. So in a club syndication, it's very important to really research, investigate, and background check and do your due diligence on the firm that you're working with, the club syndication company that you're working with, making sure they've done a lot of successful deals and uh, they know what they're doing and kind of vet that manager. But I would say the standard profit on these is doubling your money within three to five years. Plus you've got that monthly income on your money. But what people really love and the reason why the rich invest this way is it's hands off. You're not doing anything. You just put your money into an investment, sit back and wait, and your money comes out. That's how it's supposed to work at least. So you're flipping entire apartment complexes. Now, if you don't want to flip one, you just want to buy one and have rental income for life, you can do that too. Owning 10, 12, 16 unit apartment building replaces most middle wage, middle class jobs. The income from those kinds of properties can replace your job. So if you are like, you know what, I am done with this company, take this job and shove it. I'm ready to retire myself. Maybe you should look into what would it take to get into a larger apartment complex? How much money would you need to save up for that down payment to get into one of these kinds of investments? Because you can absolutely replace a job income with buying multifamily apartments. People have done it. There are a whole podcast just about that strategy alone. So that's why I want you to dream. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to expand your mind and help you understand that there are other things out there. The last thing I want to talk about, and I go over all this in great detail within my courses and coaching, but the last thing I want to talk about is how do you determine which building is for you? There is a term called capitalization rate, cap rate, and it refers to how profitable the building is expressed as a percentage. So basically you can Google it, but cap rate is taking the cost of the building, all the expenses annually, and dividing it by the gross rental income for a percentage point. I teach an easy version of this. I call it easy cap rate that allows us to compare, you know, because sometimes you're looking at a four unit building that has low rents and then you've got a three unit that has high rents and then you've got a six unit that has middle rents and you don't know which one is the most profitable purchase. And I make it easy so that when you're shopping, you can compare these investments quickly and easily. That's what I do for my clients. I've closed $3 million multi-unit properties this year alone and I love looking at them and seeing which one is going to make my client the most money. That's what I do. So I really encourage you not to dismiss the multifamily mogul as something that's out of reach for you. 
I really want my listeners to breathe in wealth and abundance and understand that it is all here for you. We are here to receive. We are here to grow. We are here to enjoy life and turn that abundance into something that can grow exponential for not just you, but your community, your family, the generations that come after you. We are owning the dirt under our feet. We are building our queendoms. And as we conclude this six-part series, I hope that you feel that. I hope that you feel that you absolutely have the ability to build a fantastic real estate portfolio that will support you, support your family, support the generations that come after you for years to come. Building wealth is a birthright. And with that thought, I hope you have a fantastic day. Thank you for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you, dear listeners, for being with me today. If you love the show, please show support for our growth by rating, reviewing, and subscribing on whatever platform you're listening on. You can find me on social media on most platforms by searching my name, Remy Fortier, that's F-O-R-T-I-E-R, or you can join our free Facebook group, The Life We Deserve, Inspired and Wildly Successful, where I drop free trainings and keep you posted on whatever we're working on. As always, thank you for joining in our mission to normalize women building wealth.